0: 6-5. This is a fairly involved Mishnah. Bez Hashem, I'll explain it to you clearly the first time. You'll get it the first time. You just got to pay attention. Okay, so the basic machlokus. Around which this Mishnah revolves is whether if a person is machal Shabbos, he does it, which so is forbidden on Shabbos midoraisa. He does it bishogeg. That means inadvertently. He didn't know what he was doing was a violation of Shabbos. So, in a normal circumstances, such a person must bring a chatas, a sin offering. That's the general rule. Our Mishnah is discussing the question of if what happens if a person is indeed machal Shabbos bishogeg. He makes it inadvertent violation of Shabbos. But he does it while he's intending to do a mitzvah. He does an honest mistake, and it turns out he actually achieves some, at least some modicum of mitzvah. So, in such a scenario, do we still force him to bring a chatas, the sin offering? Remember, he was he was trying to do the right thing. He actually achieved something positive. It was an honest mistake. So, do we make him make him bring a sin offering anyways? Mm-hmm. So, Rebbe Eliezer says, "Yes, you do. You're machal shabbos. You desecrate shabbos. You bring a chatas. Simple as that." Rabbi Yehoshua says, no, if you made an honest mistake and something, at least some level of mitzvah came out of it, then you'll be exempt from bringing the khatas. Now, that machlokas is actually old news. It features back in the 19th parakel of Shabbos. Back in Masechah Shabbos, there we had the question of if a person gives a Brismila to a child who's nine days old on Shabbos, but he thought he was an eight-day-old child. So that is, you're not supposed to do that. You're not allowed to give a brismila on Shabbos unless it's for an eight-day-old child in its proper time. And this, therefore, was forbidden, but it was an honest mistake. And the bottom line is, you did a mitzvah of mila, Not supposed to do on, the, on the on Shabbos, but it, it's a mila nonetheless. So there, Rabbi Yoshua said he's exempt from the chatas and Rabbi Eliezer says he's chayv. So that's the same kind of machlokus over here. Just here, there are a few more um, pieces in the puzzle which make it more complicated, and give Rabbi Eliezer an opportunity to try to convince Rabbi Yoshua that at least in the scenario described in our Mishnah, that Rabbi Yehoshua should agree that a chata should be required. Okay, so to understand the piece of the puzzle in our Mishnah, there are two basic premises you need to understand. The first is, as we actually said earlier in the in the Masechta, when one is offering an animal, which was consecrated as a Korban Pesach, but when he does the Shechita, or for that matter, he does the Kabbalah, the receiving of the blood, the halacha, the bringing of the blood, or the zrika, the application of the blood of that animal, and he has in mind a different category of offering, meaning let's say he's offering a Korban Pesach, but he thinks he's shechting a Chagiga or applying the blood of a Chagiga, etc. So that will invalidate the Korban Pesach. Now, totally invalid, nothing can be done with it, got to start again. So it's a puzzle. In contrast, most korbanos, if you do them, it's called shalol the for the wrong category. You have the wrong category in mind, during the blood of odas, the shchita, etc. So then, after the fact, the offering is kosher. It's kosher in as much as one could still bring the emur on the mizbeach, etc. So it's not totally invalidated. It doesn't mean that the person who was trying to bring some Korban doesn't have to bring a new one. He does, because he doesn't get credit for it, so to speak. But at least the actual offering, if you have in mind, let's say, a Chagiga, and you have in mind that it should be a Pesach, which was wrong. This was consecrated. This animal was consecrated as a Chagiga. When the person does the Shechita, he's thinking this is a Korban Pesach. No, that was a wrong move. But after the fact, the animal, the offering is still kosher. Um, it was a mitzvah. It was a mitzvah of uh, a Chagrava, of a Korban. Just the person had to bring a new Chagiga in that, in that scenario. Okay, so again, so that's the first difference, that if you take a Pesach and you shecht at for the wrong category, it's puzzle, not kosher. If you take a, another kind of Korban, like a Chagiga, and you shecht at having mine mind say a Pesach, yes, it's kosher after the fact, to be applied in the Mizbeach. So, meaning it's on some level, it's a mitzvah. Okay, the second thing you need to understand, to appreciate the Mechlochus here, is that while Rabbi Yeshua holds, that if you were making an honest mistake on Shabbos, in your attempts to do a mitzvah and you achieve some level of mitzvah so you will indeed be exempt from mingachatas. but that's predicated on the fact that it was an honest mistake if you essentially are a reckless idiot that's not called an honest mistake and at that point if a person was totally reckless and, and just being totally foolish or not paying attention or not being responsible that can't be called an honest mistake and therefore even though it was a show gig and even though a mitzvah was done some, I should say, just even though a mitzvah is done, um, he'll still be liable to bring a chatas because we can't call that, in my words, an honest mistake. Meaning, it was, it was it was reckless. Okay, so while that second category, the recklessness, has no application when it comes to the bris it will certainly have an application over here in the context of the korban pesach. So here we go inside. The mission starts with a very straightforward case: ha pesach If you slaughter a korban pesach having a mind the wrong category. You're thinking this is a Chagiga, for example. So then, that makes the Korm Pesach invalid, and therefore, if you do it Beshabis on Shabbos, which is forbidden, because slaughtering animals on Shabbos in general is forbidden, and it's Yisra Oraisa of Shechita, it's one of the 39 Malachas, only that, since the Torah stipulates B'mo Ado, the Korm Pesach must be offered on the 14th of Nisan, if it falls on a Shabbos, as we said before, it pushes off Shabbos. But in this case, you didn't offer a Korm Pesach, you botched this, and it's invalid, and that being the case, you slaughtered, it's a shkaga on Shabbos, no mitzvah done. Therefore, everyone will agree, chayav You'll have to bring a, a korban chattas, a sin offering, to atone for the fact that you were machal Shabbos, you violated Shabbos, beshogeg, inadvertently. However, kol other offerings, for the most part. pesach, that you slaughtered, having a korban pesach in mind. So let's just talk about a chagiga, for example. You take a chagiga, an animal that was, the case is, This animal was consecrated as a Chagiga already. And then it gets brought mistakenly as a Korban Pesach. So we said that at least B'di Eved, after the fact, will make for a a valid offering. So it's a level of mitzvah on some level. So then, Im enan ruuyin, if we're talking about the kind of animal, which simply was totally not befitting of being a Korban Pesach, meaning this animal was a cow, or it was a female animal or it was a mature ram as opposed to an animal in its first year so anyone can anyone who's paying the least bit of attention would realize that this cow was not a Koran Pesach camping cows a Koran Pesach and therefore it's not going to qualify as an honest mistake the Hebrew term would just be Toa B'divar Mitzvah you can't call that making a mistake and trying to perform a mitzvah you're just being a reckless idiot you're bringing a cow and thinking it's a Koran Pesach what in the world are you thinking so there, even Rabbi Yeshua is going to agree. It's not an honest mistake. It's just recklessness, and therefore, you will not get the waiver of bring the korban chatas. Instead, you have to bring a korban chatas, chayev. Says the Mishnah. Everyone agrees. You'll be chayev to bring a, a chatas because you, even though you did some modicum of mitzvah as much as this cow, let's say, is still kosher, but you couldn't possibly think you were doing a mitzvah of korban Pesach, it's just you're being reckless. So you're not told the mitzvah, you're not making a mistake in doing a mitzvah with good intentions, not an honest mistake, and therefore you're liable to bring a chatas according to everybody. But the middle case, if you had a sheep, this sheep had been consecrated as a, cha, as a chagiga, let's say, you, when you're slaughtering it, think it's meant to be a korban Pesach, you made a mistake. Accidents happen. You're trying your best. It's an honest mistake. It looks like it could be a korm pesach. It's like every other little sheep and its first year male. You just didn't realize or didn't know that someone had consecrated this as a chagiga. Okay, accidents happen. In such a scenario, by slaughtering this animal, thinking it's a korm pesach, you still have a valid offering. It can be brought in you were, It's it's kosher and it was an honest mistake. So in that case, Rabbi Eliezer Machayv Chatas, Rabbi Eliezer says, Listen, the bottom line is you mechal Shabbos, you violated Shabbos, you can't slaughter on Shabbos. There's no dis- there's no dispensation for slaughtering this animal. It wasn't meant to be a Koran Pesach. The fact that a mitzvah came out of it, on some level, who cares? You violated Shabbos, and therefore, chay you have to bring a sin offering. And Rabbi Yeshua, Potter, Rabbi Yeshua says that's the classic case of a Toba dvar mitzvah person who erred in trying to do a mitzvah. It was an honest mistake. And a mitzvah even came out of it because the offering is kosher. So, in that case, he exempts this person who did the slaughtering from bringing a korban chatas. Now, the Mishnah continues. Rabbi Yehua is going to try to convince Rabbi Yeshua that in this scenario, Rabbi Yehua should agree that, in the case we just described, that the person who slaughtered the Chagiga, thinking it was a Pesach, should have to bring a korban chatas. What's his rationale? He brings a Homer He says, Listen, I'm Rabbi Yehua. Rabbi Yehua says, Rabbi Yeshua, he says, listen, offering a korban Pesach, which is what you're supposed to do, and you're allowed to slaughter on Shabbos for the sake of bringing korban Pesach because of the Pasuk shmo. if you're bringing korban Pesach and you have the wrong thought, you've now invalidated it, and Chayv, you have to bring a Chatas now because you can't slaughter an animal once it turned out to be invalid, an invalid offering, so now you've just been machal Shabbos, and you have to bring a korban Chatas, and Rabbi Yeshua agrees to that. So for for Korban Pesach, which you're supposed to bring, you make a think of the wrong category, you're on the hook for a Chatas. So doesn't stand to reason that Zavachim shehen Asur in the Shm'an bring a Chagiga, which you couldn't do in the first place. So you're totally you're not getting off the ground. It's like no, not uh, it's a, it's a disaster from the outset. And Shishina Shm'an worse, you even have the wrong intention in terms of what category it should be. So you've, it was forbidden in the first place, and you botched it more than that doesn't it make sense that doesn't stand to reason that you should have to bring a chatas? It's even worse. It's worse to bring a Pesach, it's a Chagiga, you shouldn't, from the outside, you shouldn't bring it. So that's his argument. Rabbi Yeshua is going to reject that because Rabbi Yeshua, as we know, holds that you can't really compare the two because the Korban Pesach done for the wrong category, is invalid. Whereas the Chagiga done for the sake of a Pesach is, after the fact, yes, valid. So it's, that's a tov of mitzvah. It says you were trying to do the right thing, and something good came out of it because it is valid after the fact. So you can't compare them. That's the case here. So Rabbi Yeshua says back, "Amr Lo, Rabbi Yeshua, lo, I reject that logic." You're going to talk about a korban pesach. There, if you have the wrong category in mind, then you change what it should have been from a pesach to a chagig in your mind. So now you've done something forbidden. And there's no mitzvah coming out of it, so that's why you're obligated to bring a chatas. How could you possibly compare that tomar bezavachim shashin on the davar mutar? How could you compare that to other categories of offerings, like say a chagiga, where when you have the pesach in mind for it, or any other category, but a pesach in mind for it, so then it's it's after the fact, yes, a mitzvah. So you can't compare the two. If you're gonna, if you're attempting to do a mitzvah and something, and what you've after the fact came out as being valid. I say, says Rabbi Yeshua, you don't have to bring a Korban Chatas. So Rabbi Lezer is going to respond back and say, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to prove to you that you don't hold that way. Because I'm going to prove to you I have another case where even you're going to agree, Rabbi Yeshua, that after the fact, this thing is kosher, this offering is kosher, and therefore it's um, on some level still a mitzvah, and yet you're going to obligate the bring of a Korban Chatas. And what's that case? The case is, if you bring an animal which was um, meant to be, let's say, a, a chagiga, and you have in mind that it should be one of the communal offerings, let's say a, 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 a tamid or a musaf, let's say a musaf, right, that you bring on Shabbos. So you have in mind you're bringing a musaf the, the, on Shabbos. So even Rabbi Yeshua is going to agree in such a case you're obligated to bring a Khatas. So we'll explain why in a minute, and therefore that would be an example of where you're trying to do a mitzvah, you made a mistake, you end up doing some modicum of mitzvah, and nevertheless, even if Yeshua is going to agree, you bring a chatas for that. So that will be the the um, the case that will serve as as the, uh, a, 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 what's the word I want? It will serve as the example, I can't think of the word I want now. right now, um, the example to show that even if Yeshua should agree that you should bring a chatas, if you bring a chagiga, and have in mind there should be a korban Pesach, for example. So here's what he says. He says, I'll prove it to you from the offering of public offerings, like what's called the Musaf. Technically, a muret tzibor really means like the sacrificial parts of the communal offerings. I don't know exactly why the mission refers to offering by its sacrificial parts, but anyways, that's, that's what it means for sure. Shehen Mutar and Lishman. If you would bring a Korb Musaf and have a Korb Musaf in mind on Shabbos, you're supposed to do that. Everything's fine, just like the Korb and Tamid. Everything's fine. But, Vashochet Lishman, chayev. Nevertheless, if you take an animal which was consecrated to be something else, like the Chagiga, and you Shecht it having in mind, this should be the Tamid, or this should be a Musaf, so you have to bring a, a, a Khatas for that. And there's an example where you were trying to do a mitzvah. There's, after the fact, there's some monocle mitzvah here because this animal is still kosher, and yet even you, Rabbi Yeshua, agree that in such a scenario you have to bring a korban chatas. So this should be a good, where it's still not going to my mind, what I want, um, precedent, precedent. There should be a, a, a good precedent case to tell you that you should have to bring a chatas when you slaughter a chagiga, having a mind, a korban pesach. So, Amr lo Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, No, lo, how could you compare the Korban Musaf or the Korban Tamid, which is finite in number? There are just two Tamidin brought. There's just two Musaf offerings brought. It's like a small number. Everyone can keep track. You can't call it, these are my words again, an honest mistake to have to have lost track of where those two Musafin or the two Tamidin are because there's just two of them. You should keep track of how they've been offered, which ones are meant to be offered. It doesn't reach the level of Toeb B'Divar Mitzvah, an honest mistake, when it's so easy to keep track of. Tomer B'Pesach, you can't equate that to a Korban Pesach. There's like innumerable animals that are being offered a Korban Pesach, and it's one animal which was dedicated, consecrated as a chagiga, and being brought as. A Pesach, I mean, what, Rabbi Yushua says, what do you want? There's thousands of Pesachim being brought. They all look the same. They're all moving the same. It's it's a ballad over here. A person, accidents happen. That's a legitimate accident for which I'll exempt a person. In contrast, the, the the communal offerings, there's just two of them. There's just two. So you, it, if you botch that up, you're just being reckless. You're being reckless, kind of like offering a female animal and thinking it's going to be a, a, a korban Pesach. So that's where it ends. Rabbi Yushua knows it doesn't back down. He sticks to his guns, that if you offer Chagigah, having in mind it should be a Korban Pesach, after the fact, even though you slaughtered on Shabbos, you won't bring a Korban Chatas, and when the din is like Rabbi Yeshua, period. There's one other sheet here, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi is even more lenient than Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi holds that even the case of the Musafin, and the Tamid, and the, Korm, the communal offerings, if you try to do a mitzvah, and since a nominal mitzvah came out of it, so you, then you will never be chayav to bring a Chatas. In other words, he's even even in that case, he's lenient. That's what it says here, Rabbi Meir Omer, L'Shem even if you had, let's say, a Chagiga, would you slaughtered on Shabbos, saying this is going to be for the sake of bringing a, one of the Musafin or one of the Tamidin, even though there's only two of those and it's easy to keep track of, since you're trying to do a mitzvah, and that will still reach the standard of, called quote-unquote honest mistake, according to Rabbi Meir. and since after the fact some modicum of mitzvah was achieved because this animal is still, the offering is still valid, so Pater, according to Rabbi Meir, you'll be exempt from being a Korachatis, again, but the halacha is like Rabbi Yeshua, meaning in such a scenario having in mind the Musaf or the Tamid, that would not be sufficient. You would be, according to Yeshua and the Halacha, you would be chayvachatas on that.